what's going on boys and girls it's tom and it's jamie welcome to the chronicles of podcast the chronicles of 2003 2023 I'm doing the right things, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> How are you doing now? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, doing great. I mean, like, we, we played earlier, and I expected to play to a lot of people, but I didn't necessarily expect to have, like, a dope set. Like, it's dope to play to a lot of people, like, on principle. Yeah. But to have, like, a crazy reaction so early in the day, like, did not foresee that at all. So, still, still kind of, like, riding high on that. That's amazing. When did you get here? Um moments before like not also like <laughs> down to the wire Fleshwater, we've been on tour with played at 130 and we pulled up at like 1245 so oh, it, it was like really down to the like we were stressed on the way here it's like woke up woke up i was on time some of my band woke up late we were carrying Fleshwater in the back line i was like it's all against the nightmare it's the nightmare and it all worked out you know oh like, no yeah, yeah. I, I thought we were gonna like screw over our friends and not then they were gonna get in flame like i was like oh my head like the whole ride here but Everything obviously worked out. Wonderful. No, I was going to say, because obviously you played today. Um, I don't know if you'd have much time to check anybody out while you were here. Here, So far, like, caught the Fleshwater set, caught one step closer right before this. Good friends of ours. Um, our guitar player, Harold, got to see Owen, um, which I know he loves. And, like, that's, like, bucket list for him. Um, but otherwise, haven't got, like, I wanted to see Rival Schools yesterday. I know yeah. sorry, going to play yesterday, I believe. Like, I think they're on tour together. Just that. Because we were here the whole weekend, I just missed some stuff I was really hoping to see. Yeah, yeah. Still got American football night. No, so. oh, decent. Oh, yeah. see, decent. It must be a nightmare at festival, I suppose, when you can only know, you know, you can only attend the day you're playing, you look at the days before, you're like, oh, what did I see there? Yeah, yeah. That is case in one of your rival schools on this one. That was a legitimate, I like, out loud, like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> be within proximity of rival schools and not see it was a heartbreaker. Oh, bless you, dude. Well, in regards to your set, though, for like festivals and shows, do you change it up depending on what, what you're playing, like with a festival or a gig, or is it just bring the noise no matter what? I, th I think to a degree we definitely do because, like, there's also, like, a different... Now, like, as the band's grown, there's, like, a different array of, like, festivals that we went. Like, back in the States, like, we have proceeded to and continue to play, like, a lot of, like, art tour festivals where, like, no. you come... You approach that, like, a certain way. Like, both set list, vibe, like, some of, like, the perhaps more, like gimmicky stage antics this or that yeah. like the clap your hands wave your phone around like that stuff like in certain settings is just what like no one wants that you know yeah. <laughs> but, but in other settings they very much do so i try and play the room accordingly like a room like this this is like a middle ground where it was like a high energy set at a more like rock indie evo festival so like it was higher energy than i saw in terms of like crowd participation so i leaned into that but like this is the type of setting where i'd be more inclined for like they clap your hands, wave your hand, like yeah. all the knee type stuff. So you kind of just have to adjust to like where you're at. Like our band kind of sits in between worlds. So like it's been like a actually really like fun challenge to kind of adjust to that, like knowing that, and like like play to different things. Like even the support tours we do, like you know we tour but knocked loose, the affordable space side, and everything in between. It's like we I know now I know how to play to a metal crowd with our band, and yeah, yeah. play to like the old three crowd with the yeah. band. Like it's it's been a real interesting learning experience over the last two years to like to adjust on the fly and kind of figure out different things it's something that fascinating when we talk to musicians like the amount of things you realize you've got to learn 
that isn't just getting on stage and playing your instrument. Especially yep. for like frontmen, they're like you got to learn how to talk to a crowd, to interact, and or not just singing. And just you gotta you gotta learn how to. I mean, not not that I wouldn't and don't in the first place, but how to like believe in your craft so much that you can address a room of people who might not give a shit, you know, and hopefully win them over. Like that, and I think we've had some like pretty good success in that. I think a lot of our fan base has come from the people who just on a whim were like, all right, whatever, I'll go see Bayside because I love Bayside and I'll show up early and if I catch an Oprah, I catch him. That's where we strike. That's where we're like, yo, I got you because you're here. I'm, I'm going to get you. But it, that, even that had growing pains of like sounding good in those rooms, addressing people. And, and like we said, like the participation component, like what speaks to one crowd might not speak to another. You know, like it, the Bayside crowd is a lot older. Like if I, if I, I tried and failed at getting you know, a room of Bayside fans to like, you know, have a mosh fan or whatever, whatever, like, you know, it's like we're, we're in those settings, you're the fish out of water. So you got to convince them in other ways. But like, for instance, on that stick to your guns tour that we did in the U.S., we had already uh, a lot of like our fan base been thrown out to that. So we had good sets. And to all the people who didn't know who it were, it's like we got all these kids coming off, like coming out to these shows, diving, moshing, going crazy. It's like, I'm going to lead into that. We're going high participation sets. We're going like high intensity sets. We're telling people to like think I'm running two in there. You gotta lean either way, you know. You gotta adjust to like what's available to you. I think that's amazing. Like we love talking spans of festivals, especially because it's just such a great vibe and feeling of festivals. Like I always say, it's like a family feel because people could just walk up to each other and have like we've been talking what five minutes and we've been sat here, we've been chatting, we're having a laugh, like we've known each other for ages. You walk to someone in the streets like, hey, who are you? I don't know, let's have a beer. I'm like, fuck life, mate, weirdo. Yeah, but yeah, here, it's like, come on. But like here, it's like, let's go, come on, let's go grab a beer. Do you, as an artist, do you feel that on stage? Are you looking out like, fuck it, these are my people, it's my family out here. Yeah, yo, it's, especially from my position where it's like, I I sing, obviously, the band, and like, write all the lyrics, this and that. So for me, it's like, yo, like, those people know what I'm saying is feel something on that. Like, they're up front, like, throwing their bodies around, sing along, whatever, whatever. Like, that is like an instant connection by default because like whatever I said identified as that and vice versa and that that, that itself creates a fucking moment of that deal where it's like you know like when, when the, that's bad corny or anything like that but it's like you know we'll get off we'll finish playing like people come say what's good and it's like I, that's what it is like come say what's good like let's talk like eye level just like homie stuff you know it's like not a there's like no weird disconnect between what we're doing and like what they as like a crowd for discipline are it's like all all the same level like, I think that persists with, like, the best culture and stuff, too, where it's, like, people are just hanging out, chopping it off, kicking it, and, like, whether you're in a band or not, like, you're, it's, you're just hanging. You know, that's the vibe. It's great. It's, I, I think, like, some of them talking about this whole weekend as well, is, like, how important festivals are to people in a mental health sense, because as a podcast, we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. I don't know if you're familiar with Sophie. That's not really, but feel free to... But basically, Sophie was a young girl in 2007, her and her boyfriend, Rob, were walking for a park on the way home from a mate. We were just having a laugh, walking home, and they walked for a park, and five young guys aged between 13 and 16 didn't like the fact they looked and dressed differently. Sophie had red dreads by shoulder length. They went black jeans and a t-shirt, nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. And they took an umbrage with that and they beat the living hell out of them to the point that Sophie lost her life. And, and that heartbreaking chest. It's heartbreaking. And after that, Sophie's mom turned around and went, I'm not having this, you know? And her mission, and it still is her mission after her passing now, is to make the alternative subculture strand of hate. Right. Because it isn't, and it should be, because at the end of the day, 
Sophie was attacked and murdered because of the way she looked, the way she right. dressed. Nothing to do with anything else, that particular reason why. So festivals like this are so important because they just let their hair down, they can dress how they want, they can be who they want. They're not constantly looking over their shoulder, they're not having abuse hurled them in the streets or whatever it is. So I think it's so important, these situ these like festivals and places like this, so people to just relax in court. Is this something you've ever dealt with in your life being treated differently because the music listed, the way you dress, whatever it might be? Not not as, as much as, like there's definitely people in this world that like, obviously that is so much harder than I, because right? friends or anything like that, you know, like growing up as a kid, sure, like, uh, like anybody, like I like video games and card games and, and like as like a teenager and whatnot, like uh, like turning music and whatnot. But I'm I'm grateful. I really haven't didn't have to face much and adversities at all. Like, but that's because I'm lucky enough to have a really good support system, a really good great set of friends. No, yeah. like we're all into the same stuff. So it's like I I didn't have to worry about what anyone else outside of my sphere thought because I, I from like elementary to this day, like young age, like came up with like some of my best friends and like when faced with other adversity in life, but like anybody, there's plenty. Like there are things that challenge everyone in life and there are ways I've been challenged greatly, you know, like anyone's. Uh, I'm, thanks to those people, that's what gets me through, you know, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a support system like that and whatever it may be, whether, whether music and best culture is a support system, friends, family, like whatever you have in your life that gets you through, like, just making good on that, using those options, the of using those people, using those things that are cathartic, whenever they may be, like, that's paramount to me, you know? And I'm lucky that I have that. And I suppose now as an adult, no one would say anything to you because you built like fucking brick shit out and you destroy them anyways. Yeah, I'm too I, scared I to say that. anything. I'm looking a lot, I'm not saying one bad word to this man. Yeah, you <laughs> never know, like, sound guys like to say bad, bad things. Aside <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Like, laughs> from that, you know. As if they don't live to tell the tale, but they try and see it. Yeah, this is obviously your last show on the UK tour. Like, how's the tour been? Amazing. Like, like, totally transparently, like, I did not foresee this tour to be as good as it was. I thought it'd be cool. I especially thought the UK shows were all first, um, but most of the tour sold out. Mainland European shows were really great as well. Like Paris, Dortmund, Germany, like uh, Ghent, Belgium. Like there were like shows where. I didn't have any really expectations at all, and they blew me away. And having toured Europe in the past with other bands, I, I did years Road Dog. Like I have a touring tenure before doing this band, where I've I've seen like the the rougher side of all of it. Like you know, I've, I've had the Euro tours where you're sleeping on in spots and you know not living all that great. Like I'm just so grateful that these shows have done well. People know the bands, know us and our friends at Bush Watts. We've been out and like, you know, gave their time and a little bit of their money to just come see us because I had no expectations going in. And I was truly, truly blown away with the overstep shit. So that it's, it's incredible. And it just has to be psyched for when we come back. Hey, incredible. Well, so you've just released the latest single off your upcoming album, yes. Anthem. I wrote it down. <laughs> how, how has the song been received? Really well. Um, honestly, I was not, again, like, I, I guess I have this, like, uh, persisting line of like skepticism or like maybe even a, a little bit of pessimism where I'm like oh, I just don't think people will care for whatever reason um, and I didn't necessarily think that about Anthem but Anthem is on the more uh, high energy side of the record like it's it's you know lyrically a little more niche it's like about my love for like the wild where the thing we come from and like the way it's impacted my life like something I think many people do identify with for all the speaking like their own music scenes their own like 
beautiful but relationship with music and whatnot I like the culture of boom shows and all that um but you know like it's it's not a song about a girl breaking your heart you know <laughs> it's a punkier track on the record it's not this big ballad so i know it's been a long answer but i i'm surprised at how stoked people are on it and i'm glad that like the high energy the punkier the hardcore components of it are connecting with people and like that does speak to them um but i guess i guess at this point we've also just been doing it long enough to develop a enough of a you know our people and that like, understand the band understand the project where it's like that's that's part of the deal with boyo like there's this side that is emo ballads and soft tracks and like slow down stuff and then there's this, this side that's like hardcore kids writing hardcore songs it's just a little more melodic you know so it's cool that both sides like you're on the list that first thing we put out is more the other side of that that yeah. spectrum yes. anthem is more on the hardcore side and it's really cool to see both be received so out dude in the road i say it babe but are these two songs have been released given a good vibe of what to expect from the new album when it comes out yes I, I would say so i think i think we're putting out um another song i believe july 27 i might have the date wrong it's it's sometime this month uh in the 20s yeah yeah <laughs> but but a, a song called uh message like the farm and it has daryl palumbo from glass drawing oh nice which is fucking sick i think that's the that's like the final piece. There's there's one more single to follow it, but in terms of like sonically, I think that's the last piece of the puzzle to get the whole spectrum. Between you're on the list, that's like the bomb and anthem. Those three like broadly represent the records pretty zones. There's one more song coming before it comes out called Life's a Pill. That's gonna be the last single for the record. And I think that also uh, does the record justice in that same way. But I think those three, if you only have those three, you can you can read the whole vibe of the record out of that. So the album is coming out in September 29th. See, I did my research right. I thanked it. It's good. <laughs> how pumped are you to get this out there now, though? How, how excited are you to get this out oh, there now? Dude. Like, excited is an understatement because our band hasn't, we haven't been a band all that long. We started uh, writing for this band like fall of 2019, put out our first music in 2020. Uh, so I've got about three years of change doing this. Um, and obviously, a lot of touring, a lot of music throughout all that time. But this record is how it's slowly written from the very beginning. There's like you're on the list minus one was written. I think I think there's uh that was like before Drives Out East, like our second EP, like like very early on, and like we slow cooked and put this record together over like a pretty long span of time. And I think it is some of our if not our absolute best material for that reason, because there was no rush. There was no one in our ear saying finish this, finish this, pushing, whatever, whatever. We got to like situated over three years and put our wow. material forward uh, and also just for like black position it's like a lyricist and a, a singer like he likes uh i guess just like live a lot of life and experience a lot of shit so that way i could like write yeah. about all that shit it's cool wow. it's done amazing that's amazing yeah hey right. good luck with the albums no thank you so much no um, thank you so much taking the time on talking to us of course i, I appreciate it having seriously it's one dub so thank you so much i appreciate it guys this thank you so much of course